lines in that song is Jesus for my family. It, it, it makes me think of what Jesus said when they came to him and said, my mothers, my brothers, or your, your mother, your brothers, they want to see you. And he said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Who are my sisters? Those that do the will of my father. That's my family. You know, and, and as born-again believers, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We're one. We're family. You know what I'm saying? We're family. And, and, you know, God has a plan. God had a plan. He has a plan. Pretty much, He has a plan. Because He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But He has a plan. And I was sitting in the park today, most of the day. I mean, I went and left went back and God reminded me of a conversation I had with my father at the kitchen table. Some of y'all have heard this and some of y'all may not have heard this, but we're sitting at the kitchen table. I'm reading the Bible and my brother, who I saw trying to witness to my father 10 years at least before my father gave his heart to the Lord. I saw my father, not in such a nice way, ask him to leave his house if he was going to talk to him about Jesus. <laughs> so I'm sitting here at the table with this same brother. I'm reading my Bible, and they're talking, my brother, my brother-in-law, my father. And just out of the blue, my father's trying to throw a jab at me. You know, he's like, I don't believe half of what's in that Bible. Or, you know, and I didn't say anything. I just kind of looked up over my glasses and looked back down and kept reading. And all of a sudden, my brother kicks back the chair. He goes, wait a minute now. Do you believe every word or you don't believe none of it? And I was like, I rolled my chair back and looked at him. I said, preach it, brother, preach it. And he goes, I ain't preaching anything. I just, I just, but he just got bold and then he just sank back down. He said, I ain't preaching anything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I looked at my father and I picked up my Bible and I said, Dad, you know as well as I do what's helping me, what's healing me, what's helping me to get right. I said, God will do it for you too. I said, he said, well, it was, he said, it was written by man. I said, yeah, but it was breathed by God. Was inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. It was penned by man. And then I took him from Genesis to Revelations in about five minutes, just real quick, and and, and told him. I said, you know, it, it was the Word of God, God breathed, inspired by the Holy Spirit, penned by man. I said, and the Holy Spirit's number one job is to point you to Jesus, point you and lead you into all truth. He got mad. Rolled his wheelchair because you know he was he was a big man and he was confined to a wheelchair and I think what provoked him in his flesh was I was sitting at the head of the table because he couldn't fit there with the wheelchair and he rolls out of the room and I continue reading and after about a half hour I got up to go check on him. And I looked around the corner because I was like, well, it is, it's still, it's still his house. You know, God put on my heart, it's still his house. I, I need to show some respect. 
and I walk in there, and he's reading the Gospel of Luke. And that was like three months before he went on to glory, Amen. went on to be with Jesus. But he read that Bible every day until he couldn't read it anymore. And then I read it to him. And, and, and I got to see the peace of God drop on that man who I grew up with was the meanest man I knew. You know, I used to tell people, that's the meanest man on earth, you know. People thought he was funny, he had a good sense of humor, but I didn't think he was funny most of the time. You know, <laughs> sometimes, you know, he made me laugh, but he, he was an angry man most of his life. But God had a plan for him, just like God has a plan for each and every one of you. God has a plan for me. And with that, we're going to go in prayer and put this right in God's hands because he's in control and it's his plan, not mine. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you and praise you for this opportunity, Lord God. Sometimes I don't understand why you allow me to speak your word, Lord God. But it's because of your grace, Lord God, the, the riches that you pour out on me and pour out on us, Lord God, that we don't deserve, Lord God. But when we trust you, when we trust in Jesus, so we can come back in a relationship with you, Father. And when we yield to you, Father, you can use us for your good pleasure, Lord God. And I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you speak through me Speak the words you want to speak, not what I would speak. Because my words will lead, you, lead people off a cliff, Lord God. But your word will lead to eternal life. And I thank you and praise you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in here tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, Jesus spoke in repetition. And, and I was sitting in the park this morning thinking about the book of Acts and, and thinking about the Bible in general. And, and, but when the Holy Spirit moved, when people were healed, it was either preceded by or followed by the preaching of the gospel. When, when, when it, it made me think about it in Acts chapter 3 where the lame man, Peter and John, came up in the morning. He was begging alms. And it says Peter and John fixed their eyes. Peter, Peter and John fixed their eyes on him. And Peter said, we don't have gold or silver, but what I have I'll give you and get up in the name of Jesus. But it hit me that it, it says... Both of them didn't speak, but John was right there, Peter was right there, and when two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, he's right there in the midst, so Jesus was standing right there. Jesus was standing right there when they reached down, snatched that man's hand, and told him to get up in the name of Jesus, and they jumped up. Jesus was right there with them, because they were together in unity, and, and, and that's why we have to walk as children of God with the same purpose, with the same mind that Jesus Christ had, which was 
thinking about everybody in this room, thinking about me. It blows my mind sometimes because God put on my heart this morning that He forgets everything we've ever done. He throws our sins as far as the east is from the west. He forgives us when we trust in Jesus. We're covered by the blood. Amen. He forgives us and casts our sins as far as the east is to the west. And they never touch. And he never sees them. He never thinks about them again. But he put on my heart. He don't want us to forget where we come from. Because he don't want us to become Pharisees and think we're something that we're not. Think that we're above somebody else because we're not because the only reason that we're saved is because of his grace and his mercy it's, it's because of his love for us and, and you know the, in John chapter 1 verse 1 the Bible says in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God and then in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 my Bible says dear Phil in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and that word God that is used in Genesis chapter 1 in the Hebrew which I don't really have a good grasp of the English language sometimes but in Hebrew it's I believe Elohim which is a plural noun plural noun, so he was declaring who he is, that it's, he's more than one person, but he's one God. He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 1, verse 14, he tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he says, full of grace and truth. And he rains down on us that undeserved favor in our lives, the undeserved riches of His glory into our lives when we commit and surrender to Him. And His Spirit leads us into all truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So He leads us into all truth. He leads us to Jesus when we trust in Jesus. Because when Jesus died, He went to heaven. And because He went to heaven to be with the Father, he poured his spirit out upon his children, upon those who trust in him. In one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, Amen. not may not perish, but should not perish, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If that ain't something to get excited about, I don't know what is. Amen. That excites me. It still excites me. Anytime I take time and just sit there and just read it, because I can say it all day long, but sometimes when we say it, it gets lost. You know. But when we read it, we're trying to eat it. We're trying to digest it. We're trying to be a part of it. You know, Because... You know, Jesus loves us, God loves us, and God has a plan. And Jesus is the Word of God, He is the Son of God. Jesus is the bread of life, Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is the Lamb of God, He's the perfect sacrifice. Jesus is our atonement. Mm -hmm. And after 
I'm done. For those of you who like the scripture, I have the scripture for each one that I'll be glad to share. But it, it, it brought the question to my mind, why did God create man? Created us for fellowship, for oneness, to be connected to him. He created us to be one with him. And then Adam, through disobedience, Adam let go of his hand because God created us and God was walking with Adam in the garden. Adam chose to willfully disobey God and brought on death, spiritual death and physical death. And, you know, then that had me just thinking because it's pretty simple and, and I'm glad God makes it simple to me and I hope he, he'll use me tonight to make it simple for everybody because I am a simple man and, and hopefully he'll give me clarity so I can, I don't even know the word, my diction will be good, how was that? <laughs> but you know, Jesus does love us and God does have a plan and Jesus in John 14, 6, and this is on my business card, so it may be one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's, um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. And then what did Jesus do? This, you know, why did Jesus die for us? He, he, he walked, he laid down his life to create a bridge on that cross. His arms were nailed out create a bridge so that we can cross from death into life. So that he, he can grab our hand and put our hand back in the Father's hand so we can come back into that right relationship with God, the Father, so we could walk with Him again, so we could have fellowship with Him again, so we could be companions, we could be connected once again, and, and if we're connected with God, there's absolutely nothing that we can't do, but we receive His Holy Spirit once we become connected again, because He brought Jesus home after He laid His life down for us. He died, He was buried for three days, He rose again, and He ascended into heaven and poured His Spirit out on His children and, and anyone who will believe, who will commit and surrender their lives to Him. But uh, it, it's, you know, one thing to know, but it's a different thing to believe. You know, it, we got to let that sink into our inner man. We got to, and if we truly believe, then we're going to trust Him, and we're not trust Phil. We're going to trust Him and not ourselves. You know, and and but He's, and, and it's not just us. It's anybody who may be listening on YouTube. You know, God. Is waiting for you to grab his hand to bring you back into a right relationship with him. He wants us to be a unit. I mean, in, in John 17, I'm going to read verse 20 through 22. It says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which believe on me through their word 
that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they, all, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Jesus prays for us to be one. He prays for us to be one. And I think that's a beautiful thing that my Savior prays that I can be one with my family, one body, with all of you, and with everyone who believes in Him, who walks towards Him, who trusts in Him. And, and I just think it's a beautiful thing, and I believe God thinks that's a beautiful thing too, because Psalm 133, the Bible says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. How good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. So God thinks it's a beautiful thing. I believe it's a beautiful thing. And, and I just thank God for people. You know, I've got family members that are in the flesh that don't know the Lord. They don't know Jesus. I pray for them, but I can't really carry on a conversation with them and, and feel right if I'm not talking about Jesus. Amen. And if they don't like it, <laughs> if they're in my house, I can go, <laughs> there's the door. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, but if I'm in their house, you know, I, it still comes up because it, 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 it's just God's put it on my heart that if I know where I'm going when I leave this world, especially those that were born in the same household, but not just them, it's, it's everybody. Because John 3.16 says, God so loved the world. It didn't say God so loved the Christians, because there weren't Christians at that point when, when that was written. It, it, he didn't say God so loved the church. He said God so loved the world. And, and, and if I'm in somebody's house, I, I work in people's houses, different people, and I always talk about Jesus. And most of them are okay with it. Some of them <laughs> will walk away because they still want work done. They, they like their project. <laughs> but but they, don't, they don't tell me to shut up. Don't speak that name. You know, like John and like, like the apostles got beaten, you know, and told not to speak in that name. Yeah. But what did they do? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for letting me suffer shame for your name. Amen. Thank you for letting me suffer shame for your name. And then they went house to house every day preaching in the name of Jesus. Sharing God's love because they knew what the consequences were. Because they had been revealed and they have been shared the truth. They had listened, they heard the truth, they believed it, they're walking in it because they know that without Jesus you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. But they know with Jesus, he's going to come back and get you because he went to prepare a place for you and he's going to bring you home and you're going to spend perpetual joy. You're going to spend your eternity in perpetual joy instead of agony forever. And, it, and it's true because every word of God is true. Jesus spoke more about hell than he spoke about heaven. 
Check it out. Jesus spoke more about hell than he spoke about heaven because hell is real. Heaven is also, but hell is real. And he didn't want anybody to go to hell. God doesn't wish anyone to perish. And, and you know, it, it, we have his love inside of us. We need to have a mindset that our mission in, in this life is to love people. Amen. It's not always, you know, God puts people in my path, and I don't always share the gospel. I don't always hold the door. <laughs> you know? But I should hold that door. But I should pray with people. I should lay hands on people. I, I ran across this guy the other day. He was really in the flesh, and he was like every word. And he knew, because I shared God's love with him, and he, you know, chose not to listen, chose not to receive. And he, but he knows who I am, and God will put on my heart once in a while to bless him. And I had like 10 bucks in my pocket, and God said, bless him, so I blessed him. But the, the dude's cussing the whole time. I'm blessing him. And I'm like going, just praying, you know, to myself. I'm not telling the guy, dude, give me that back. <laughs> How are you, why are you speaking like that? But I know why he's speaking like that. I don't need to point that out to him. You know, Jesus didn't come to make a point. He came to make a difference. And, mm. and, you know, and it's a hard thing sometimes because we do walk in this flesh, but we have the same Holy Spirit inside of us that Jesus Christ had in him in the right. flesh. And he's poured him out upon us. So if he's in us, he's got to be on us. He's all around us because he goes before us, he's behind us, and he's beside us. So no matter which direction we go, we can follow him because he's there. But we have to pay attention. And this dude's cussing, and I'm like going, didn't get grieved. I was just like going, let him go. And I looked at him, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I said, Daryl, brother, I love you, and I'm going to be praying for you. I said, you know, I said, anytime, I said, the next time you get angry and things just don't seem to be going your way, next time you get angry, do me a favor. He said, yeah, what's that? I said, remember this face. And I smiled at him. I said, remember this face. I said, because I love you, brother. I love you, and I'm going to be praying for you. I said, and God loves you too. And I walked away. But, you know, there's so many people, especially people who don't have Jesus in their heart. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't know the truth. They don't know how much God loves them. You know, and then we can share it with them. And, and, but we, when we share it with them, we can't receive it for them. You know, some will believe it, some will receive it, some will reject it. But we have to be, if, if, if we're one body, what is Jesus going to do when he comes back to carry us to that marriage supper? It's, it's a chastened bride. And if we're not walking the walk as well as talking the talk, are we truly his bride? Because I know that in a marriage... You, you, you have put God in the center and, and, and put him dead center because that, that's he talks through the whole Bible it's about a marriage he's talking about a marriage he's coming back to receive his bride 
He's coming back to receive his bride. And, and he wants, you know, he wants us to be one in him. And Galatians 3.28 one of my favorite verses, and I may have used this before in, this, in my speaking. But Galatians 3.28, the Bible says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So if we're in Jesus, we're all one. Period. It, it, and, and you know, Jesus died for us to become the church. And I don't have this written down, and I can't remember. Somebody might be able to help me. But the Greek word for church, actually, I believe, I was reading where it actually means to call out ones. I don't know the Greek. Like I said, I don't have a real good grip on the English language sometimes. So I didn't... Um, couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't write it down, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. But <clears throat> the called out ones, he's called us to be the church, the called out ones, he's called us to be holy, sanctified, and set apart for his good pleasure, not our good pleasure. And when we're in unity as the body of Christ, when we're in unity as the body of Christ, the church, or the called out ones, is the greatest entity on this planet. Because light overcomes darkness. We're walking in a dark world, but we are, we have the light of the world in us. We need to open it up and let that light shine. Light will take the darkness away. Yeah. We could cut these lights out and set a candle in the middle of the room, and we'd be able to see everybody in this room. And, and, and Jesus says we're not to take the candle and stick it underneath the chairs or underneath the bed or the lamppost. He says, set it in the center of the room so everybody can see. we got to let that light shine. And, you know, people, people look at us, you know, nobody's ever seen God before, you know. But if we have the Holy Spirit of God living in us, they can see Jesus. And who is Jesus? It's God. He's the Son of God, but he's God. You have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, three persons, one God. So we can be we may be the only Jesus somebody sees today or tomorrow. God gives it to us. God gives us tomorrow. We have to remember that. We have to wake up with joy. And when we come together and pray with Second Chronicles, I'm gonna read it. I, I know everybody's familiar with it. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen says if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I was reading that this morning and, and God was like, your land is right where your feet are planted. Wherever we go, Wherever we go is our land because he gives us dominion. He gave us dominion. He created man to have dominion over this planet, over everything on this planet. He gave us that dominion. 
we lost that dominion when Adam fell. But praise God, God had a plan. He sent Jesus Christ that if we believe in him, that he died for us, he rose again, and that he seated at the right hand of, hand of the Father. He's given us that dominion back. He's given us the power and authority. He's poured his spirit out upon us to give us the strength, the courage, the love, the power, everything that we need to walk a pleasing life to God, to walk the way God created us to walk, which is hand in hand with him, holding his hand, going, yes, Daddy, yes, Daddy, because he says that, you know, our spirit, we, we cry out, Abba, Father, and Abba is the most intimate thing you can call the Father, Daddy. Daddy is like a little kid. And he said, you know, we have to come to him as a child, with childlike faith. And, and if we totally, that's totally trust in him. And as a man, it, it is, I can tell you, it, it's a daily battle. It is a daily battle because I know, speaking for myself, I think my shoulders are so wide, and the more I think I can do something, that's when I start to get puffed up like what Paul warns us about. Not to be puffed up and think you're something that you're not. We can't be puffed up and think that we know everything. I don't know. I, I was thanking God today. I was praying. I'm like, oh, God, I thank you and praise you for allowing me to get to know you. I've been reading this Bible every single day since 2009. April 18th, 2009. I've been reading it every single day. Some days, he won't give me anything. Not, absolutely nothing. But I know what he's already given me, that I can stand on his word, which is the rock on which I stand, which is Jesus Christ. I can, I can trust his word to be true. And, and he tells me that to love him with everything that I've got, Every ounce of me from the top of my head, the soles of my feet, my heart, my mind, my soul, and all my strength. And he tells me to love you guys, anybody I bump into at the Wawa or Walmart or walking down the street, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And if we love God the way we're supposed to love Him, we're going to want to please Him, right, by loving our neighbors. And if we love our neighbors, we're going to speak the truth into their life. You know, we need to use discernment. Me and Rasan were talking about this earlier, that we need to use discernment. But, you know, some people need to be snatched out of the fire, but Amen. some people need to be loved a little bit more. They, they need that compassion. And, and, and that's one thing that I'm, well, God's changing in me. He's helping me to be more compassionate because I was... Um, and still am a little rough around the edges, but praise God, I'm getting to know him more each day. He, he's working on things in me every day. He's going to continue, just like in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, he's going to continue that good work that he started in me and started in everybody in this room or everybody who hears this message until the day of Jesus Christ. We're not going to be perfect. That's right. The only way will be perfect is when Jesus comes and takes us home. Then we'll see things through his perspective totally. We'll understand things that we don't understand now, but we can trust 
that he's got us because he tells us he's got us. He tells us he's a shield to us. He's our strength. The joy of the Lord is his strength. And if we wake up in the morning, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we have joy? Because we have another opportunity to please our Father, to please our Savior, and to please his Spirit. You know, the Bible says not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And when we resist, and when we are in a hurry, and we don't, and, and clearly I've done it, that the Spirit's told me, hold the door. I'm like, well, I'm busy. I got to get in here. I got to get back to work. I got to get home. My feet are hurting. I'm tired. I can't do this. Then I'm like, I feel it. I'm like, well, why do I do that? Because you're not perfect. Do better next time. Ask God, help me do better next time, Lord. Help me not speak to my sister when we're at work, like she's my sister, when we grew up, and help me to be compassionate and loving and, 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 and nurturing and teaching and, and so she can get it, instead of expecting her to know everything, you know. I love that girl, <laughs> and, and, but, you know, I, I find myself doing that sometimes, and, 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 it, and it hurts my feelings, but... I get on my knees and I ask God, help me be better. Yeah. Help me. Hey, I can't change her heart and I can't change her mind, but God, you can. You can. You, you're helping me. I'm, I'm getting there, but you're helping me to pay attention. Lord God, help her to listen when, when I'm trying to teach her. You know, you've done that with me. Why wouldn't I extend that to my own? sister who came out of the same woman, you know, why would I not extend that same, I guess, mercy, you know, the grace, and you pour that grace and mercy on her like you've done me, and we need to just focus, and the Holy Spirit will allow us to focus, and you know, I'm going to end it with this, because this is a beautiful thing, and I was, I was really looking for something, and God took me back to one of my favorite verses and, and then he really, he kind of opened it up a little bit for me today, but it's Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it's a familiar verse but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in all Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, the early church wasn't saved to represent any nation or city that they lived in or what school they went to or they weren't saved to represent the Minnesota Vikings, which they would have won a Super Bowl if they were. But, and, and neither are we. We're not... We're, we're saved by the grace of God to represent God's kingdom, to be ambassadors for God's kingdom. We're an ambassador from England is in the United States representing the interest of, of their country. There's ambassadors from the United States all over the world representing the United States. We're 
as children of God, spirit-filled believers, we are ambassadors for Christ's kingdom. We're ambassadors for God's kingdom. And we need to always think about that. They were on mission and they were on one accord. And when they came together and prayed, doors flew open on the prisons. You know, people got healed. People were released. Peter and John got beat that one time, but they still got released. You know? <laughs> yeah. Praise God, you know. They, they got released, you know. But we, we've got to know that, that Jesus died so that we could be the bride. And, and, and what when, when is the bride? The bride comes with God. God created Adam and Eve. Husband and wife that become one flesh. And, and we, as the bride of Christ, when Jesus comes back with him, we're going to be one. We're going to go home where his bride and the husband and wife come together, they're one flesh. And, and, and we're the body of Christ. And I think I told Tony this, I was working at his house. I said, if the foot says to the hand you can't carry the weight of this man you know you can't carry this weight you're no good to the body might as well cut yourself off throw the trash but the hand could say yeah I can't carry the weight of this body but I can feed this body I can feed this body to give you strength to carry this man because we're one body. We're not separate. We're one body. And when one, one, one member or one cell of the body is not right, the body starts to break down. And, and we need to come together. We need to nurture each other, encourage each other, and just love each other. Because God commands us to love Him and to love each other. And when we love each other, we're not going to do anything to hurt each other. We're going to do things to build each other up. We're going to ignore our shortcomings because I know, thank God, and I praise God that y'all ignore mine, and, you know, but God is so good, and when we come together, he can use us for his glory. He can just use us for his glory. I mean, walls fall down, addictions cast aside, and, and people can be healed, you know, not just, they can be healed physically, but they, they can be healed mentally. Spiritually, you know, and, and financially, God will bless people when they walk according to His will. If, if, if we're walking, it's Isaiah chapter one verse nineteen, my favorite verse. Uh, one of my favorite verses <laughs> says that if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So if we're willingly obedient to God, He's going to provide for us. And I know most of us in this room, when we weren't willingly obedient to God, He still kept us. He always provided what we needed, and maybe not what we wanted, but what we needed. And as long as we're willingly obedient to Him, and we love each other, and we treat each other like one body, and, and, one, and, and have, that, have that mind of Christ that Paul talks about. We have that mind of Christ, we're going to show people compassion. We're going to love on people. We're going to pray for people. Jesus Christ prayed for us. You know, prayed that we could be one with each other and with Him and the Father. And, and, and we can.
because the Holy Spirit gives us the power and the strength, but we have to rely on Him. We have to be led by Him. And I just thank God for this opportunity to share that message. That's what He put on my heart. And glory be to God.